Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey Status Post Adulting fam, this is Sammy and Michelle and you're listening to the 63rd episode of Status Post Adulting where we're going to be talking about retirement curriculums. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Sammy. We had a very eventful weekend because we joined a little book club in town. Yes. Somebody posted on the Starbucks bulletin. Yes, we have a Starbucks. And they posted about the local book club, which they had also just created. Last week, we went to our first book club meeting, and it was amazing. Everybody there was so nice, and it was also just super fun to talk to people who are from the town and get, like, all their experiences. Yeah. The book club book was Just Kids by Patti Smith, which I wasn't that familiar with Patti Smith, but we listened to her audiobook, and it was really great. I enjoyed it. She lived a really interesting life. And it also got my artistic juices running because she is an artist, and I was like, really inspired by her drive and motivation and the life that she lived. Yes, my little artinista Michelle has been quite busy this week creating a curriculum for herself, which is how we thought of today's topic, retirement curriculums. Yeah, Sammy. You know, I didn't put the two together before, but I do think I've been coincidentally reading a lot of books about authors, and I think it is related that I felt so inspired. God has a plan. Preach. So uh, after our dreamlining episode, I actually got to thinking and realized that, one, I wasn't dreaming bigger, big enough, I felt like. True. But also that a lot of the things I wanted to do, I did feel like I could accomplish for not a lot of money. And it was really about me and my discipline. Coincidentally, I also came across an article by The Mad Scientist. He's someone who became financially independent. And then he was talking about how he was struggling to follow his passion, which was to become a musician. And then he interviewed Scott Young of Ultra Learning. And basically, long story short, I was inspired by the book Ultra Learning to put together a little curriculum to focus on my goals. Talk about a butterfly effect from the book club. You're so right, Sammy. Which, there is something to be said about going out and meeting people and being exposed to new things. We are living what we preach. We are living what we preach. What we preached in our episode number two, How to Make Friends as an Adult, which apparently is our most popular episode. It is our most popular episode, Sammy. Michelle has effects, and it is our most popular episode. And you know what? It makes complete sense because making friends as an adult is just a different ballgame, and it really involves putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. But it is so worth it because as an adult, you really just know what kind of people you want to bring into your life. So highly recommend making friends as an adult. Totally, Sammy. And I will say we are here tooting our own horn, but I did drag my feet a lot, I will admit. Mm. We saw the sign at Starbucks. I 
agreed and then I was hesitant and then I didn't read the book yet and Sammy pushed me to actually go to the event and I knew even though I felt a little weird about it we were going to some random person's house I was like I think this will be good I just don't know how yet and it was great we loved the people that we met and everyone had an interesting perspective and were working on their own interesting projects so it really inspired me in a way that I didn't expect. Yeah, they were actually on their own kind of mini retirement right now as well because they're in between jobs. And so it was a very relatable situation and kind of interesting in how it tied into our whole, you know, our whole podcast and our whole purpose and intention with all of this. Yeah. So in case you're looking to meet new people and you see a bulletin or a meetup or something that you can safely attend, we highly encourage it. And if you need a little bit more inspiration, go listen to episode number two. Because if we can do it in our tiny little town, <laughs> you can do it too. So true, Michelle. And back to Ultra Learning by Scott Young. I also listened to this episode with the Mad Scientist way back. And it was a really inspiring episode for me too. Scott talks about how he does all these things, but like on an aggressive timeline, like learning Spanish super quickly and how he immersed himself in like an area where people only spoke Spanish. And then he also talked about one at MIT where he decided to take like a master's program or something. He did their full computer science undergrad, four-year undergrad in one year. Look at that for free. <laughs> for almost free. <laughs> for almost free. He did have to pay for the books. But yeah, he just, you know, created a curriculum for himself and created a timeline for himself. And he was super aggressive about it. And a lot of these things that we put off to a day where we have more time or put off to a day where we're going to be in the perfect situation for it, like that day never comes. So it was really inspiring to listen to how he takes advantage of what his current situation is and tries to learn as much as possible. Exactly, Sammy. And... For me, it was really inspiring to see the Mad Scientist take this and make a little music album because one thing I've struggled with when I've been taking a little bit of time off is that I have felt a lot of times that I haven't been accomplishing anything. Sometimes I feel that way, which is a little bit ridiculous. Obviously, we put out this podcast every week, which I try to remind myself. But the biggest thing is that I was like, maybe I'm just like not disciplined enough. Maybe I'm too lazy. Maybe I'm not motivated to do the thing that I really want to do, which in this case, I really want to improve my writing. And so hearing somebody who had worked diligently to reach financial independence, but then couldn't get themselves to work on the creative project that they were focused on, really helped me see that sometimes it's not about whether or not you're disciplined, it's about having a fixed mindset about the project that you want to take on. So for me, because I wanted to write so badly, I was getting a little bit too caught up into what happens or the end goals, or I just couldn't find a way to motivate myself. Hearing Scott Young talk about ultra learning and hearing mad scientists take it and apply it really shifted my mindset because when it comes to creative projects, especially, or maybe something that you might want to do, but haven't been able to get started, a lot of times it's because we have this idea that if we work on it, we're not going to get any better, or maybe there's no point, or we're worried about perfectionism. You bring up a good point, Michelle. We all have this idea that if we had a ton of time, we would just do all the things that we want to do. I know me personally definitely had that thought in my mind. When I have a day off, I used to get Fridays off and I used to be so diligent. Like I would have like my little agenda of things to do and I'd be checkboxing my little checklist so aggressively. 
And it was really enjoyable for me. And I was like, I'm sure I'm going to be really good at retirement because I'm a very self-motivated person. However, recently when I was switching jobs, I had like a month and a half off and I would sometimes find myself feeling unsatisfied because I would be doing like random tasks during the day slash resting or get caught up talking to, you know, my family or my parents or just like all this random stuff. And I didn't get that like satisfaction of doing what Cal Newport would call deep work, really going in on something for hours and just getting super into it. And then afterwards having that really that feeling of like, you really progressed or you really learned something or you really expanded your mind. And I was kind of missing that. And that's where your idea of this curriculum really made me understand that even being super self-motivated or super disciplined, like we do have to create a curriculum because that helps us progress. So true, Sammy. Basically, what I did last week is from ultra learning, one of the main steps that Scott Young talks about is taking the time to prepare what he calls like a curriculum for whatever it is that you want to learn. So the focus of today's conversation isn't necessarily trying to learn something crazy in a small amount of time. It's more about taking something that you want to learn. If there's something that you want it, a project that you want to take on and figuring out a way to execute it. And I love what you're saying, Michelle, about the curriculum. By having a curriculum, you know when you're on task, you know where you're going, you can kind of see where this little building block fits into the bigger picture versus when you don't have a curriculum, one, someone else might make a curriculum for you. Ooh. And by that, I mean things like marketing. So true, Sammy. I think there's a quote out there that's, if you don't plan your life, someone else will. And to your point, whether it's marketing whether it's people calling you up and asking for favors, whether it's just getting distracted. If you don't make time and a plan for whatever it is you want to accomplish, it's really hard to prioritize, even if you are a very disciplined person. Some people are better at it than others. For me, I know that I'm very susceptible to move with the wind. And I enjoy that. I like being easygoing. But I also have things I want to accomplish. And so having a focus really, really helps me. Yeah, Michelle. And I would say having a curriculum also makes it very apparent when you're going off the curriculum. For example, if you just have this vague idea like, oh, I want to be a good writer, and then you find yourself on Instagram for an hour, it's just kind of like you were on Instagram for that hour. But if you have a curriculum that's like, this day I'm supposed to be working on this, then you, you mentally know like, when you're on Instagram for an hour, you're taking away from that hour that you were supposed to be working on the writing. So I think having a curriculum really just makes you also appreciate how much little time you do have. Exactly, Sammy. So what is a curriculum really? What I liked about it is it was really giving me permission to take some time before I started a project to actually go through and plan it. For me, I know that I use planning as procrastination. So I think I was a little bit nervous at first because I was like, I'm always planning. That's exactly why I don't get anything done. This is a much more focused and intentional plan. It's not just watching a bunch of random videos aimlessly trying to get motivated. I was very proud of Michelle's curriculum when I saw it this week. The thing about the curriculum is it has a clear goal and it also has a step-by-step -step plan on how to get there. So with the curriculum, what you need to do is first 
define what you're trying to achieve. Then you work backwards from there and try to find a realistic timeline to achieve that goal. And how you do that is you actually look at first the traditional ways of learning something. So for Scott Young, when he was trying to learn languages, he looked to see how people usually learn languages. And then he tried to remove the parts that he thought were extraneous. For me, I started to look at creative writing programs and MFAs because I figured that'd be a good way to see what books and classes schools recommend if they want somebody to improve their writing. What I saw was part of it was exposure to different writers and listening to their advice, but a lot of it was just having the time and space to write every day and work on improving your writing. You make a great point there, Michelle. Scott Young specifically says, don't make goals that are just like, I'm going to do X activity as much as possible, which is one thing I saw with myself when I had my month off. I was like, oh, when I have a month off, I'm going to just meditate as much as I can. And without a clear and specific plan, you really don't get those things done. A hundred percent, Sammy. I've been telling myself for the last year that I know what I need to do. That is write every day. Everyone just says, you need to write, you get better, you do it every day. Eventually you'll improve. And then I'm also like, oh, I also want to be better at cooking. And I want to work on this. And I want to work on that. And one, I don't get better at anything because I'm not really focused. And two... I just don't do it. Like, I don't make any time for it. I don't make any plan for it. I think to myself, oh, it'd be really good to have a routine. And maybe if I wake up early, but I just wasn't motivated to just ambiguously go and start something. Putting together a curriculum and having a plan in place made such a big difference for me. So Michelle, do you want to tell us a little bit about what your curriculum looks like? Yeah. So what I did is... I actually decided to purchase Masterclass because my logic was there are so many great writers and writing classes on Masterclass. And so I'll be able to get a little bit of exposure. So I pulled all 19 classes from Masterclass, broke down how long they were and how many classes they were, and I outlined them on a calendar for the next three months. I figured looking at the average length of classes, I could do about two hours every day for about four days a week and accomplish this goal in about three months. And so this I thought would be, would be give me good exposure, motivate me, and also sort of replicate that feeling you get when you're like in class with somebody and can like just like pick apart someone's brain. And then the second thing I layered on top of that is I would also spend two hours writing in the afternoon. And so my plan was sort of have a little bit of this almost fun learning that I could do that was still focused and could still time out while also having a goal of I'm going to write every single day that I do these videos so that I have something to work off of. Yeah. So I looked at Michelle's schedule and she literally has like two hours where she's listening to the masterclass and she has like each masterclass that she's going to listen to already played out on the calendar. And then two hours later in the day where she's actually writing and practicing her skills, like wanting to write every day. Exactly, Sammy. And it's funny because when I started this whole process and I was like, okay, let me look at different curriculums. Let me put together one for myself. I was a little bit worried that I could go into this infinite loop of planning. But when I was planning and taking notes and actually trying to put together something for myself, I found there was a natural stopping point. Like there was a point where I was able to figure out what I wanted to achieve and what timeline I could realistically achieve it. And it really helped when I took that extra step to be like, 
this is the specific video I'm going to watch on this day. Just because I was able to map out that I could do this in three to four months pretty easily. Like it wasn't something that I would have to suffer through for eight hours a day to achieve my goal. I really like that aspect of the curriculum that you create the schedule that you want to work with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, if we can learn to create our own structure for what we want to learn, then we kind of liberate ourselves from having to work for other people. Because when we can be disciplined and organized enough to do things on our own and actually progress on our own goals, we don't depend on someone else to bring that out in us. Exactly, Sammy. And it is hard when you don't have somebody breathing down your shoulder, threatening your job, teasing you with promotions, when you don't have those external factors motivating you, which are kind of stressful and pointless. Because the thing I hate so much about working for somebody else is that there is a lot of extraneous stuff that I feel like isn't useful to my time versus this is something where I can be like, hey, I can spend about four hours a day on this. And no matter what the end result is, I can definitely say that if I'm able to stick to this pretty well, I'm going to be much better for it and will have moved so much closer to the goal I want to achieve than if I just continue to try to like arbitrarily do something when I feel like it. I love it, Michelle. And your curriculum has inspired me to create my own curriculum. Oh, what does that look like? Yes. So last week on our Dreamlining episode, we were talking about our goals. And some of my being goals were being someone who doesn't have negative or judgmental thoughts, being resilient to negative opinions or other thoughts about me, and being extremely focused and not easily distracted. Those were three separate goals, but when I was thinking about it, I'm like, they have a similar pathway to improvement. Financially, you know, that pathway is actually pretty low cost. And I do have some time in my day to start progressing, progressing towards that goal. And what I realized is I just need to come up with a curriculum so I have more structure towards this progress. I love that, Sammy. What did you outline for yourself? Yeah, so I realized that for achieving those three goals, what I really need to do is create a routine that's centered around mindfulness. And some things that would be really important is meditating and maybe courses about mindfulness and Buddhism, because I just find that those courses always kind of bring me back into the 5D, back into the perspective that's a little bit bigger. And, and also journaling, because that allows for like that self-reflection. I figured, you know, for the first three to four months, I would just focus on incorporating that into my day-to-day and kind of reevaluating the plan after that. So this is what I did. I created a little schedule that is like a weekly schedule. I put in the hours that I work, which is just eight to five, Monday through Friday. And in the morning time, I put in about like half an hour before I go to work where I watch these Eckhart Tolle videos that I had actually purchased in the past, but never got to finish because there's tons of content on that series. So I watched some of that and then afterwards do some journaling while I'm watching that. Then in the evening time for Wednesday and Sunday, I included two Dharma classes or like Buddhism classes that were part of the San Francisco Dharma Collective, which is now virtual that I can still participate in so that I could go and get that greater perspective and that teaching regularly. And then I also, I needed to add back meditation 
And, you know, I don't know if it's just the weather here, but pooping meditation has not been happening as regularly as it should. <laughs> it's quite dry. It's hard enough for me to stay hydrated, you know. Um, so I put it in. I was like, you know what? When I go to the gym, at the end, like when I'm like cooling down or walking, I can turn on my meditation and just do like a meditation cool down those days. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. And so I have pretty much created this whole schedule that's trying to incorporate pretty much spirituality, meditation, journaling, mindfulness, Buddhism classes into my regular life, which is actually something, you know, now that I really reflect on it, that's what I really hoped would be incorporated more into my life by moving to the small town is, you know, I'm going to be so isolated that hopefully I would do more spiritual things. Of course, hopefully needs a curriculum because otherwise hopefully <laughs> never happens. You inspired me and I created a little schedule for myself, which is very organized. And I hope that it will work out as far as reaching those goals. I love that, Sammy. As they say in Star Wars, hope mm. is not a strategy. Mm, Star Wars. Wow. I think I've actually watched it myself, but I've, I've heard this a lot. <laughs> You know, when I was creating this, I was thinking about Bill Gates again mm. and how he says we overestimate how much we can do in a year and underestimate how much we can do in 10 years. Yes. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to wait until I'm fully retired to start becoming more spiritual. I want that to happen as soon as possible. But at the same time, I really appreciated from your curriculum that in order to do that, I really need a lot more structure in my day to really reach those goals. Yeah, it's so true, Sammy. One thing that I realized and that I saw reflected in what the med scientist was writing about is that you think that when you have more time, you're finally going to be able to do these things. You're like, well, I have all the time in the world. Of course, I would do the thing that's most important to me. And I have this goal and I'm so excited to do it. And while sometimes we don't have enough time in the present moment, I definitely believe that people have busy schedules. But I think that if there is something that you are really interested in kicking off or getting started, it does help to look at your schedule and say, hey, are there places where I could sneak in a little bit of working towards something that I'm really excited about? And do I need to wait until I have an infinite amount of time, which might never come? You might end up reaching all your financial independent goals and you have a side hustle that's taking off or you have kids that you're taking care of or your parents that you're taking care of. There's always other stuff that can come up. And so if there is something that you're thinking about and you want to figure out a way to incorporate it, working on something like a curriculum is really, really helpful because it shows you what you can accomplish. Because when you break down the steps to accomplish something, I think it actually shows how attainable it really is. It really does, Michelle. And I think, you know, we call this a retirement curriculum because it's a little bit more chic, chic, more simple. <laughs> it really is a curriculum for your own life. We follow other people's curriculums, our jobs curriculum, what our friends, what our family wants us to be doing's curriculum, what marketing and social media wants us to be doing's curriculum. And we realize in there that we need to take ownership over our own life and we can't just say yes to everybody else's wants. But what we don't do is create a structure for our own growth, our own pathway. And that's what I really like about the curriculum. It really kind of forces you to put a structure and a plan towards your own goal. It's so true, Sammy. And I think one part of this too, is it also helps you acknowledge if it is something you want to work on right now. 
because it makes you choose something to focus on. And I know for me, there were times in my life where I was like, I just don't have the bandwidth for this. Like I need a mental break. I need to be able to do nothing. I want to be able to breathe and veg out. And I was okay with that. For me now, I was like, I have a goal and I'm just flitting around, not working on anything specific. And this really helped me tie down a realistic plan to work towards something that's really important to me. So takeaways, look at your own goals. Look at what you really want. Maybe go back to that dreamlining exercise from last week, or if you didn't do it, listen to that episode and do your little dreamlining exercise. What are your goals? And look at your own life and see, are you on the pathway to that goal or not? And if not, create a little curriculum for yourself. What kind of things would you want to learn? What would inspire you? What would you want to be working on on the daily to progress towards those goals? I love that, Tammy. I think the dreamlining really helps because when you do think, if I had $100 million, what would I do? It really opens up your mind to what you could accomplish if money wasn't a factor. And you might realize that there are things that you could work on now, if that's something that you want to do. If you do create a curriculum, please share it with us. I found so much inspiration from looking at Michelle's curriculum. Maybe, Michelle, you'd like to share it with the, in the show notes? I will drop it in the show notes. Maybe I'll share mine too, so that you know you guys get an idea of what our curriculums look like and share yours as well. I think seeing somebody else's and someone else's ideas really helps trigger new ideas for our own curriculum. So make a curriculum, tell us about it, and share it with us. Yes, Sammy. Now you know that Sammy and I have something that we're going to focus on for me in the next three to four months. Do you have a timeline for yours, Sammy? It was also three to four months, exactly. Oh my god, perfect. At the least, come July, <laughs> we can check back and let you know if this was working or not. And if you want a buddy, mm-hmm. me and Sam are here for you. A daddy. A duo buddy. Not a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate the attempt at a catchphrase. Thank you. But you got status post adulting. We're working on something. Mm -hmm. I'm working on becoming a better writer. Sammy is working on reaching Nirvana. And (laughs) it's not easy. (laughs) And so we'll circle back in July. And we'll be honest with you. We'll let you know how it goes. And you can work with us if there's something that you want to work on. It's just for fun. It's just something to tinker with. We're really excited about it. And we would love to hear if there's something that is on your to-do list as well. And be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.